Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, or actually should I say this month, because hopefully from now on in I'm going to try and do one of these a month. Try, don't hold me to it, but I'm definitely going to give it my best shot. Um, so yeah, on the podcast this month, we had Sharon Brinley from Cooey Cafe and Jalla Jalla Chocolate, which is basically, um, Sharon's a, a, an Aboriginal lady from WA originally, and now living on the Mornington Peninsula. And she's got a, her, her, her two businesses, because she's Aboriginal, are both 100% Aboriginally owned. And um, yeah, she's trying to use a lot of native products, which is what this podcast is about, basically. And Hugh Allen is, um, is obviously the executive chef from Voodamond, and he's been helping her on this journey. And he's also a very big advocate of native ingredients and all these kind of things. Full disclosure, City Ladder Distribution will be distributing Jalla Jalla chocolate because we really believe in it. And um, not just believe the, the mission that Sharon's on, but we also believe in the chocolate. It's, a, it's an amazing chocolate. Basically, it's a chocolate flavoured with native ingredients like wattle seed or lemon myrtle, Davison plum, finger lime, these kind of things. And all the produce that's in the in the in the chocolate is picked by Aboriginals, bought by Aboriginal businesses where possible. And this is the big problem that we're having at the moment: is that the the, the, the lot of these businesses are actually owned by white folk, white guy. I think what do they call it? white fellas? I think they call them by white fellas, and it's not owned by Aboriginals. So what we're trying to do is well, what um, Sharon and, and people are, and you know, was by supporting them. I guess are trying to do is get more more knowledge out there about this so the aboriginal people and the the different mobs can pick their own products on their own land sell them and and create and and, and create a sustainable business within themselves so this is what it's all about it's all about this bringing a bit of light a bit of education um talking about Sharon's background and, and hunting for different grubs and lizards and all this kind of thing and how Hughes helped her with flavors and, and and things like this, and just bring into the forefront of everyone's mind that that when you're buying these ingredients and and they've got uh, some uh, Aboriginal artwork on there, making sure that actually are owned by Aboriginals and not or Aboriginal businesses, and they're not just owned by other people that are putting these things on there to try and to try and sell them and and trick you into that, and 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 just to bring light into that subject. So listen, I've waffled on enough, so let's get into this, and I hope everyone enjoys it, and uh, over to over to the podcast. Right, first of all, thanks very much for coming. Um, uh, you know, to get everyone together, Sharon and Hugh, I really appreciate your time. This is super exciting for me because you know I'd rather just be up front. We're going to start distributing your chocolate, Jala Jala, which we'll, we'll get into, and um, it's super exciting time. So let's just go over to you, Sharon, straight away, and say where you're from, what's your background, your heritage, your mob, 
your country as we've had this conversation already and just to give us a little bit of a brief backstory about you and your family. Okay. Hi. Hi, Hugh. Hello. Hey, Robbie. Hey. Um, I would first like to acknowledge the um, that we're on the Bunurong country at the moment and pay my respects to elders both past, present and the emerging. Um, I'm a Yamaji Noongar woman. So we're from the um, Western Australia. Um, over in Geraldton, um, Amangu country. And, um, yeah, so my nan was from over there. She was born over in Three Springs um, and she was um, put into uh, Sister Kate's. Um, her mum before her was New Norcia and her mum before her was New Norcia. So I have three generations of a stolen generation and my nan grew up on a mission. Um, she went on to marry my pop. Um, after running away many, many times. She ran away that many times. She actually knew the bush better than any tracker. Um, so I've got her fighting me, that's for sure, to keep going with things. Um, and then they moved over here and had eight kids, my na- my mum being the oldest. Um, when we were little and they moved back, we used to go out to the west all the time, over to Leonora, um, Kalgoorlie, and... Um, yeah, it was normal for me to go over there every school holidays and go out bush and catch goannas, learn how to find body grubs. Everyone was your auntie. Um, we'd go fit, go um, swimming in the um, water hole over there. A ute would come around and herd us all up and, yeah, we'd all go for a swim. And that was my life until um, my mum passed away from a drunk driver when I was 11. He killed her on the Mornington Peninsula and that rocked my world, so... From there, we stopped going over, seeing all um, the family over there. They moved over here. And um, I think my life sort of spiralled from there. I I didn't do well. I didn't cope well. Um, Started drinking, if you want to go right into it. Um, When I was like 14, um, dabbled in more than drinking for a while. Um, Had kids very young. I had a surprise um, at 17. Love him to death now. He's nearly 30. Um, went on to have another two kids. Um, I was in a really rough relationship with in that situation. I was with him for 13 years. wasn't wasn't the best of relationships. Um, then I went on to be a single mum for uh, quite some time and then met my lovely now husband, Rodney, who I've been with Rod for 15 years. Um, he helped me then pursue my dreams and passions of what I wanted to do and um, and that was to get into food. I always wanted to be a chef from when I was young. Um, never got to be a chef. I'm a cook, but I own a cafe, um, so that's close enough. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. close for enough. Sure. I'm, I'm not as good as you guys, but um, yeah, I'm working on it. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much me to now. So, what's the memories back from back in them days? Like you know, you're saying you're eating grubs and different things. Did you learn that kind of? You know, did you eat like that and, and hunt for things? And yeah, it was. Um, it was common, yeah, we'd go out and um, shooting roos. So we ate roo a lot. I got to um, learn how to, yeah, um, I didn't. I never got to shoot the roos, thank God. But um, I learned how to cut the meat and, you know, prepare the meat and everything like that. Um, we'd go out with the aunties and um, get the body grubs. So 
Are they um, the big ones? Are they big? Yeah, yeah they're the yeah. big ones that are in the roots. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, they would eat them raw if they were bruised because they wouldn't cook them, but um, stuff that. I like them, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like them cooked. Um, my nan was pretty incredible and she could cook anything in the ground. That's where I, I got my cook passion. Cook in the ground? Yeah, yeah. So like anything. So she would make fruit cakes, anything. She'd just bring whatever she needed from home. Um, what is it? Um, powdered milk was an essential. So <laughs> that's getting used more and more these yeah. days. I would admit, I've seen that. Well, for yeah, that's the secret ingredient in our damper because that's Nan's recipe. Yeah, yeah, okay. The powdered milk. Um, they had it in everything. So, um, but she would make anything in the ground and just watching her just put it together so easily and whack it in the ground. They'd go off prospecting. We'd come back. Dinner's done. So when you say in the ground, what do you mean? Like dig a hole, like the New Zealand yeah, like style, the New like Zealand build, style. like yeah. What's it called? In like a ungi, 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 is it called? It's a hungi. Hungi, hungi, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. New Zealand, I don't know what yeah. they call it, and I don't same know. Kind of yeah, same kind of way. Build the fire, stones. Yep. And then let it, you know, cook down depending on what you were cooking. So would you cook like that every day? Is that how you would cook? Over in the West, yeah. We'd every night? Bush, you're yeah. going to make, you're gonna make dinner? Go, yeah. So you make if dinner? If we were back at Nan's, like at her house, no. We would cook normal. We would eat kangaroo most of the time when we were there on the holidays. But, um, yeah, if we were at Bush, we'd go at Bush um, two, three weeks every or for the main holidays, the big ones, and then the small holidays. Two, are you saying out for two weeks? You're yeah. gone? For, you're out? And live off you never country. cook? yeah. With not, not you don't you go with no food. You just go like what? what do you no, want? there's plenty to eat out there. If <laughs> once you're out there, Goanna's my favourite. You know, I would never eat one over here. But if you're out bush, like yeah, it's a staple. Lizard. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a lovely meat. And the first one, I think I told you about the first one um, that I ever remember eating. I was out um, with my uncle, and he, um, he, I had to go to the toilet, and I was probably only I don't know six or seven or something. And um, I didn't realise that there was all the goanna. It was right near the, where they were all nesting. And I heard this hiss and um, I was already, like, down. And then so I had to quickly pull my pants up and run. And I ran to the car screaming and my uncle's just laughing his head off as this massive goanna is chasing me. Chasing How big did they get? Oh, I, well, it seemed like a giant when I was only six. <laughs> yeah. like, I was the same size as yeah, you. Yeah, it would have been. And then um, it, it literally chased me and ran up the car and I was winding the window up and it got its claws in and it was hissing at me. I'll never forget it. Have they got teeth? Um, I can't remember teeth. I just remember seeing the tongue and the hissing and the claws were like, yeah, yeah. yeah it reminded me of a dinosaur. But we ate him that night and he was amazing to eat. So. <laughs> but um, I was, I basically did the hunting. I was the bait really to collect that one. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then after that, I just had to learn how to go f- find them without, you know, stepping on their toes and same with snake. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I was never allowed because I was so young because it was only until. Um, mum passed away but my uncle we had to go out and learn those things but to me I thought all kids did that to be honest I had no because we always did so I didn't think anything of it I didn't think other kids didn't do that and do you still go over and visit I haven't been over there for a long time Um, I planned on going over and um, getting back on country last year and then corona hit Um, and there was actually going to be about 15 of us um, as our family that were going to go over and do Nan's journey so, um, Nan's journey, what's that? Oh, go over to Sister Kate's and go out to New Norcia. Okay. And, um, like really get back out on country and, yeah, have the feeling of what she'd been through. And because when we, ha- I hadn't been to where Nan was yeah. and her mission or anything like that, we've only been to where she lived, you know, when she was older and I was born. So, um, I want to go back and retrace all that and get out on country and, um, get back to my roots properly. 
So, yeah. yeah. Nice. And you said you've got a so you've got a cafe on the Mornings Peninsula. Yeah. And do you do these? Do you use these kind of products there? And uh, not the meats. Um, I did try possum once. That didn't go down well. But um, kangaroo. Kangaroo, we do, and crocodile. Um, we do both of them, and we do like grazing platters, and we use a lot of wallaby and emu in that. So we d- we do use the we use a lot more of the flavors like the Davidson plum, wattle seed, and lemon myrtle would be probably our main three that yeah. we use. Um, they'd be my favorite three anyway. So I enjoy using them, and we try and incorporate them in everything. Um, you know, we make all our own burgers and everything, so it's all salt bush and pepperberry and, and everything like that. So little flavours and um, are in every element, so to speak. Throughout, throughout, the, throughout, yeah. the, throughout the menu. Yeah. And what's it called? Kui Cafe. Which which means? Come back. Yeah, I love that. I, lo- <laughs> I, just, I love it. It's so good. It's it? not my language, unfortunately, yeah. but um, in growing up, that was what I heard like constantly, like me and my cousins would be running out on country and you'd just hear cooey from a distance and you knew it was dinner time. Yeah, So yeah. it was time to it come home. It just means to, to the kids, yeah. come back home, yeah. come back come home, back. it's dinner yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, it's such a, you know, it's better than shouting, you know, come back, you know, for, <laughs> it seems for us, but it's just another language, right? You yeah, and, and surprisingly so many people know that word as like to come back. They call someone and so that's yeah. the… You hear it the football and things. Yeah, yeah. It's… Yeah. it's to be honest, I don't even know as an indigenous word, but growing up, you'd be away and you'd like run around with your brothers or something, just in like a national park or something. Your parents would always go, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I didn't realize it was the same thing. Yeah. Obviously, when I come here and I've heard it heaps of times, exactly like that. And it's it travels so well, right? Like the, I don't know, it, it's so, it's such an iconic word is it i guess yeah, it's yeah, such an yeah. iconic word it's, it's it's amazing so what what made you get the cafe how did the cafe come about um well i i had a lot of anxiety issues and um i started off with shaz's takeaway um so we got that got my head around that i my end plan is to have a full indigenous um restaurant um with a proper pit so i can cook traditionally um down on the mornington peninsula so for me it's sort of stepping stones um, it's meeting people, it's the journey along the way, it's growing culturally along the way and growing as a person um, and, and getting people um, accustomed to the flavours, so bit by bit, so then um, they can appreciate the different tastes and then hopefully when I get the restaurant I have you know a lot more support. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like you get the Argentinian grills and you get all these different ones, there's no reason why you know that, that wouldn't that wouldn't. Yeah, and I want to make it, like, um, interactive too. I want people experiencing as well. So how long have you had the the cafe? I've had cafe now for three years. Yeah, okay. Going on for this year. Can't count corona year, though, can we? Yeah, exactly. It's been a bit of a a disaster. And and like you say, you're using a lot of the native produce there. And what's it like for farming and sustainability and these kind of things on these products? Um, currently, um, this is, um, I, th- I think something that I really want to, and is close to my heart and that is trying to get more mob growing product. And as you would know, and I think that's how we met, um, the only two to 3% of product is grown by indigenous peoples. Yeah. So, um, from that's pretty sad. So I think making people more aware and trying to build up, um, support and then being able to get more connections i'm hoping to really grow that space with um with other fellas along the journey so you, you, you use a lot of that as well hugh right here we do yeah we do 
And you know, do, are you finding this problem as well that it's there's not in, there's not enough indigenous people growing it or picking it? Or tell me more about it, basically. I think it's the the main issue is land. Um, you know, you you do you need quite a large amount of land in in certain, and in in the right areas as well to be able to produce and grow um, a lot of these these foods. And you know, it's not just the land, but then it's the growing and then the machinery and then the distribution like it's, there's a lot of moving parts to, to agriculture really so it's not it's not a an easy thing to set up or to do at all yeah okay um, but definitely it needs to be done and it needs it just needs support and investment from from many different areas the government well yeah probably yeah mostly that's that's probably the most likely the most logical, logical way one, yeah. yeah for sure 100 percent and so you try and use a lot of native produce here, right? Like the menu is very heavily in. in yeah, Australia. we do. Like the Vidmon sort of now it's sort of it's in the, we we try to be an Australian restaurant. That's not just using indigenous um, um, ingredients. We're not we're, we're not an indigenous ingredient restaurant at all. Um, but it's just showcasing some amazing Australian produce, whether that's a um, beautiful fish or a beautiful piece of wagyu or a native. Um, um, plant or fruit so it's 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 just basically we like to celebrate australia and that's that's you know that comes from many different things so it's we're not exclusively like an indigenous food and nor should we be or want to be um restaurant but um we do use a lot and yeah it's it's you know for us it's when people come especially when not now but when the borders are open you have people from europe and the states and from the uk and you want them to come and have have foods they've never had before you know it's much more interesting to them to come to a restaurant I think anyway to have a piece of kangaroo than to have a piece of pork belly. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with pork belly, but yeah. they can have that at home. So, yeah, we like to keep sort of a bit more challenging, a bit more unique experience in the restaurant. So, if, and you know, I, I, guess I think really important for restaurants is, is a sense of place um, and to celebrate where you are. So, yeah, that's I guess what we try to do, but not on yeah. So we're not, we're not like strict on on yeah, on. Yeah ingredients but yeah just in terms of sourcing we, we we always really try to source from indigenous growers but this is where i i think you know where i got interested is because it's it's really really hard like it's almost very it's almost impossible to find exclusively indigenous grown produce you can get there's indigenous owned businesses um something something wild and, and bush lolly are but they you know they're also sourcing majority of the stuff from non-indigenous so it's better than just going to, from straight to a Wi-Fi, the whole process, but there's no perfect um, no. place. But I think um, in meeting you, Hugh, and um, the relationship we've sort of formed and you, and you do have that that respect and um, for the culture and want to see it grow more, I think um, the more like-minded people like yourself that, um, that start paying attention to that will make it grow. Um, on an indigenous level, which but it means how do we, how do we then prevent that from just making the white fella say just get more business? Do you know what I mean? Just how be d- like you and be more mindful of where the product is coming from. You can source most ingredients back to where they are from. Yeah, okay. Um, through your supplier, you should be able to. There should be transparency. Um, hopefully down the track, I plan on being able to do that within this space in Victoria. And there will always be transparency on where the product comes from. So you would like to get it from the yeah, from the, I would and like then to you be, be the distributor to, yeah. effectively for that. And I think like forming some form of collective group or you know within that space and Hughes. So then, if everybody knows you know a certain person, then, then we can all start sharing those people and then enhancing and growing their businesses alongside us. 
So it's not just stepping on toes and getting above, it's growing together. So, um, I mean, there might be someone who at the moment can only produce five kilos, which you, I'm sure, would take. But then if knowing that they can grow that and they've got that um, or they can get rid behind of them, yeah, yeah, then, then yeah, they yeah. can start investing or the government can start investing in them to be able to then produce more product. So then next year they can they can do 10 kilos or, you know, work on growing that space yes, and yeah. knowing that they've got someone solid to be able to buy from them too. Yeah, it's important that people like you and, and the top restaurants do that and it hopefully it will, it will filter through, you know. Like, yeah, that's what's going to make the change. I remember we, we used to use salt bush and things like that when we were at Rock Pro back in the day. Do you remember? Yeah. And Royal Greens and things like that. I think that was actually the first, the first two things I kind of saw. So that's interesting. What is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. And I think that was, a, I think, I'm pretty sure, because Rockpool were really big on, you know, knowing where it was coming from. I think they were from indigenous businesses. I'm pretty sure. They're from, that is, they're from Outback Pride, which is now Bush Lolly, which is indigenous owned, yeah. Is it? But it was set up, I'm pretty sure it was set up by two non-indigenous. They sold it to. They sold it to. Indigenous. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, that is good. There is yeah. another one in, um, New South Wales, um, Babushka, that if um, I had the money or maybe I should like, get you some of these or put in. But that's um, that's owned by a non-Indigenous company and they ha- they're they well and truly established and it just blows my mind that um, it can't be brought out by an Indigenous group organisation because um, that would be fantastic. It's established and they can grow from there. Yeah, 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 And have sure. supplies. They're already doing inter- um, international trade other yeah there so i have spoken about them and i did look into it i just yeah didn't have the capital behind me to buy it yeah interesting choose them on to see yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so how will we know like without doing major research how will we know if it is you know indigenous if it's been grown or where the money flows to is it like is a a fair trade is there, is there any way of knowing that not really no there isn't. No, like you, you can, you know, you can tell. Like you, sh- you should be able to tell or know if there's if it's owned by indigenous, at least owned by indigenous. Not exactly everything sourced from, but there's also it's kind of you know there's a lot of people that aren't, but they they you know they black cladding. Yeah, they black clad it, so they put. A di- <laughs> so what indig- is black clad? What, what's that? Just briefly, you just put like you know you have like a token Aboriginal on your board, or you have your Aboriginal flag on your website or something like that. And that's just, if, if you're not, if you're just there to buy, buy some, something. It's market to market. You're not blood. looking, you're not looking into it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of, Cause you just look at it says there's an Aboriginal flag. They say, so, you know, yeah. and it's an easy route, right? Or is it? Yes, it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That'll do. You yeah. don't need to look any further. I think when to, to find out ways to get around that black cladding and um, it is rife. Um, is it down, really? Yeah. It's really bad. Um, because there is so much money within the space of the government trying to build um, mob and to be able to grow them, um, people are there seeing that as like easy money, and they've got yeah they've got they've already got the um, the know how, um, already got some money, and so they're just seeing it as a quick cash grab. Um, but there are ways to look. Um, one thing is to look in there about. Always look in there about of any web page. Uh, any website, sorry, um, because it'll state and it will state in there where they're from. Any mob will write where they are from. So that is, um, you'll go in there and if, if it says we support Indigenous people, you know they're not. Um, some people, are, like don't get me wrong, are great and do want to do the right thing and do do the right thing and, and you know, are quite respectful. 
you wouldn't would never say this is like an indigenous business because they use flavors so there's that transparency right from the start it's the ones that are trying to grow and um, sell their products that way or make jams or whatever they do and do dot work on there that's a pet hate don't dot, do dot work, work. Being, that's the art, dot works. being the artwork right? yes meaning yeah. the artwork um, unless they're um, like buying that from um, an artist and stating that they you know Getting the rights to that. That they're an Australian business using Aboriginal art, not yeah, that yeah. portraying that they're an Aboriginal business. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was one of the first things I was falling for. Because I think, oh, there's you know mob business, but it wasn't classic so, marketing. Yeah, classic marketing, wearing the tops, you know, like. Um, but there's yeah, there's certainly ways, and definitely the first one would be looking they're about, and yeah. it'll tell you because um, any mob will put we proudly say where they're from and what they're about. It seems crazy that you need to have free range and you need to have organic and yeah. all the rest of it. You know, it just seems like it wouldn't take much. To we are set working that on up, one. Right? It's hard. Um, I'm part of the Bush Food Symposium, the Indigenous Bush Food Symposium, um, and we are working on trying to find something that is up on that standard. Um, that's like um, uh, collectively accepted. So at the moment, like I'm like my chocolate, which we'll talk about later. I've just got it stated what I am. So therefore, it's right there. Um, and that is, so there is no ifs, buts about it. That's what it is. It's mine. But um, there are things like um, Kinaway, like for Victorian Chamber of Commerce, um, you, you need to be, um, it's over 51% owned, but this is where that Kinaway are brilliant. At the black, black cladding. Yeah, this is where the black brilliant cladding. at eradicating black cladding, don't get me wrong. But um, And there's Supply Nation, but um, which are Australia-wide. There are other... So Chambers if fifty one percent of the business is owned by Aboriginal, then you can say it's a Yes, you can. And that's where a lot but of the black bit, cladding is happening. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, within that space, um, you need to know what they're about and you need to know that they have an actual impact on the business. That they're not just that fifty one percent that's sitting at home getting paid. paid yes. To keep keep them out. Because that's not just, fair on anyone. Because yeah, no yeah. money goes back to mob that way. There's no, no money. Yeah, we're not gonna move forward no. doing that either. No, we're not going to move forward doing that. So um, so that's sort of how I've done it. Hugh does his homework quite well as well. Try to. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And, and, what, and what, what, you, you just speak to the suppliers who you're getting it from and say, can you you know, can you find this out? Is, you know, can you find out who's, who's getting this? What's the situation? Is that what you're doing, Hugh, as simple as yeah, that? Sen- yeah, essentially. As best we can. Yeah. But, like, you know, we definitely use 100% we would, we would use – a bottle seed, for example, that's grown from a, a white, white. Yeah, plant. yeah, because you've got no option, right? Now. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. And also, the the, the amounts we need would need in, mm. in in like we 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 don't need five kilos. We need hundred kilos. Mm. Yeah. So it's. But I guess more, like you say, it, right now it doesn't might not seem one hundred percent right, but more that you're using it, more that you use it, more people start using it, more it get grows, more people get more. Accompanied to the accustomed to these products, more people start using them, then you can start building these systems moving forward. Oh, the do, demand's do, high now. The yeah. demand is high now because um, for the product, um, it's just it's just catching up from an indigenous point of view of of being able to have them growing it. So then the money is going back to them. So when she's buying his hundred kilo, the money's going back into community. So then they can grow and that their business grows, and they know that they're getting you know Hugh to buy this on you know yearly or regularly whatever he's buying yeah. they can then um hit up the government there's there's options to hit up for loans and be able to grow their space 
Because um, they can say, I've already got pre-orders yeah, for this for next year. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and and that's that's the only way they're going to grow. You can't just grow overnight. Yeah, yeah. So especially when it comes to, to plants and products and weather and all the different conditions that go with it. So yeah. And being, you know, trodden on along the way by, by other people coming in and selling product. So, um, yeah, 100%. And say, same with me, like wattle seed. I needed um, 20 kilos straight up for one order and it needs the, the certifications to go with it to be able to go in the chocolates too. I didn't know of any mob straight up that could do that. But where I'm sourcing it, it is all picked by mob off country. So, unfortunately, it is their country, but it's for someone else. But it was the best I could do yeah, at the yeah. time yeah, until yeah. hopefully we can sit down and, and have a chat in five years and say that's completely flipped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that what we're doing and where we're getting it from and how we're sourcing it. Which is awesome. It's, it's all moving in the right direction, right? It is. It's all moving in the right direction. People are getting behind it. So your new project is Jala Jala. Yes. Which is a chocolate. Jala Jala means very good in... Wedgery. Wedgery, beautiful. Thanks Wedgery, for Wedgery, yes. Thanks for helping <laughs> me out with that. Um, so it's a chocolate brand. Yes. So please tell me a bit about it. Um, well, Jala Jala essentially itself will end up being quite more than just chocolate, but it's a starting point for me. Um uh, I want it to be a family, a family name that I can hopefully pass on to my kids and grandkids um, to grow as a large business and in that space, as we we're talking about growing with mob, um, be able to utilize and grow with them. So we're sort of at the beginning. It'd be really nice to um, to grow with other indigenous businesses and be able to um, become big together. Basically, um, I chose chocolate first because there was a few. Um, a few chocolates that were coming out that um, were using native product, but I didn't see, as far as I could tell, uh, an indigenous chocolate, indigenous owned chocolate, sorry, um, business. And so um, and th- that still isn't here. You don't I think there's a couple now starting to come forward, but um, yeah, which is great that we're we're starting to sort of like you know fill those those spots within that space that was already used by non-Indigenous businesses. So, um, yeah, so that was where I started with the chocolates. I eventually plan on growing that and to be able to, like I said, um, sell product as well, hopefully through you too, Robbie, yeah, yeah, when you see. start that up that's and um, getting some products through like a, like the wattle seed, trying to source lemon myrtle, um, hopefully part of the Bush Food Symposium. I can, I've got a few contacts there, so hopefully we can start getting that into a larger space and then just branching out into other products where um, I think are needed and I think need to be showcased more. So, um, and as you were talking about before too, you were saying about using the product and wanting people from overseas trying it. I think that's so important. Whenever I go to another country, it's the first thing I want to do is try native, you know, their native products, like what they have. Just like you go to Italy, you don't go there to have – you know, French food, you don't go to France to have American food, you don't go to, you know what I mean? So you don't go to Mexico to have, you know, a hamburger. And you you don't come to Australia for a lamington, they're not ours. (laughs) 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 Well, we can do that. (laughs) We have have better, I don't like lamingtons, We um, we have much better things to showcase and be proud of. And, yeah, and so I think it's important that on different levels where, all the restaurants and, you know, are highlighting that. But that's that's what we should be known for. We should be known for what? Our, our produce? Yeah, our own produce that's here, that's been here for like hundreds of thousands of years, like well, essentially hundreds of years. And and so just being able to 
half the people wouldn't even know what lemon myrtle tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Or David's and plum. A lot of the um, the ingredients we have, people have never heard of, and it's like what. You know, you live here. They're amongst you. These things are growing around you a lot of the time. Like saltbush, you know, like ingredients like that. People walk past it every day and wouldn't have a clue yeah, that it's an Australian. Included. Yeah, well, saltbush is, is literally everywhere. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And there's I so many – well, I know of quite a few different types. You would too. And the benefits of them and, you know, just things like that. And we have them here. So why not highlight and showcase them? Yeah, yeah. I guess – that's the journey we're on right yeah, now. Yeah. That's you know, it's just early stage. Proudly showcasing early, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what? So what? What was the process with the chocolate? Like, how have you how have you gone about it? You get someone to make it, or yeah. and then what about the, the ingredients that are going into it? How have you? How did you source that? Um, well, it's I'm using I'm doing it with um through a Calabay business. They've just been taken over by Calabay, but um I did look into doing it myself. Um, and there's a lot of work and money that goes into making chocolate yourself and years of training. And I thought, okay, well, I don't want people eating like crap that I'm just learning to make. So, um, so I did uh, do a lot of research into who to use and wanted to make sure I found myself a, a business that was um, um, willing to work with me on my my level yeah. and where I wanted to be and have that discussion. So, um, yeah, I, there was a, a Melbourne company that I go through and so they can make it on a larger scale for me. It's made so it's consistent. Um, and then sourcing the products was, once again, like we were talking about, very difficult. So um, that was something that currently is non-Indigenous but Indigenous picked. Um, Which is the best it's the best, the best I can do at the do moment. At the moment. There is exactly. nothing in yeah. the way um, that I could do to overcome that. Nothing, yeah. unfortunately. Apart from what, if we keep, if people buy more, we oh, grow that I'm business. telling you, in five years, I'll be so angry if I'm not being able to buy it from Mob. Yeah, like exactly. it's I should be within yeah. that space, and so um, I think the more people talk about it and 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 announce it as such, um, and have those conversations, that it will be. So just got to keep moving forward with that um but yeah so i just wanted to highlight those flavors um highlight my culture um show you know be proud for my nan my uncle ron and my mum you know who are up there watching over me and and like everything they've been through i i just want to you know in my way like um showcase that yeah, i don't know sure. any other way other than through food I'm a feeder, so. (laughs) (laughs) So so how did you get involved, or how did you get involved, Hugh? Uh, We we met through Kinaway, actually. Yeah. So Kinaway is the Victorian Indigenous Chamber of Commerce, um, sort of helping businesses, I I guess, sort of set up and go for grants and all those kind of things. And and I was uh, just sort of helping and, and doing different things and sort of meeting is it food based or anything? No, no, anything. Well, there's a lot of food. I think it was. You, you yeah, invited was... us all the indigenous um, cafe restaurants in Victoria yeah. to come here for a special day of um, yeah, just you showing what you do and wanting to know our thoughts on yeah, food. just sort of a, so we could learn from each other kind of day, mm. and then we met we met Sharon there, and yeah. then we, we just just get in touch, and then yeah, she just in all her projects and ideas, she always lets me know and. I get excited by it. She gets excited by it. So, and have you been doing tastings together? Or yeah, uh, I usually run things 
by Hugh. When when we did come, I was nervous as hell. Like, I mean, what an opportunity to come up here and look out the window at this amazing view and just to be here, I pinched myself. And then um, when we were, he was talking and he was saying, you know, about connect, connecting with um, if anyone wanted to come back and connect and everything and I won't swear but I was thinking swear words. I'm thinking I'm like 46, I think I was 46 at the time. Actually, I aged myself. I was 45 and um, I thought, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm taking opportunities when they come my way. And so um, I did reach out and connect and I came and did um, a, f- I did a few free days here. Didn't get paid for them, but yeah. <laughs> I would say free days. You're going to get me in trouble. Hours. <laughs> 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 a few free doubles. I came and that was, that, was, <laughs> that was about showing that I was I was 100% wanting to work with him and um, I think just getting to know each other. Um, I remember I worked with Claire and she wasn't sure of, where I was at and <laughs> and she gave me like all the crappy jobs and yeah for my, my second shift I got better better jobs but um it was it was lovely to be able to come and do that because that's what helped build that relationship yeah um and then you get to talk more um and yeah I I do value that Hugh's been amazing um he's got just as much passion that as I do um, and full respect so it was lovely having that opportunity and that he opened his doors to here and to me to come yeah, in yeah. so it was absolutely fantastic so so you went for davis and plum and lemon myrtle for the yeah. first two flavors why did you what why them two um probably two of wattle seeds one of my favorites as well but probably two of my favorite flavors and because i did white chocolate and um i wanted i wanted it to be not just about taste but also appearance and so they they just look magical in the chocolate as well, like with the speckles, the, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. like because it's it's the real product. There's no no syrups or so you actually like put that. real. Yeah, real... they're freeze dried. Well, the lemon myrtle's just real straight up lemon myrtle, yeah. um, and the Davidson Plum is a freeze dried product because I can't put the raw product in. Yeah, um, yeah. So they are the real product going in, but I just I just love both those flavors, and they just went so well. And I like being different. Everybody was putting Davidson Plum with dark chocolate, and it's like yeah been there that's been done so i was just changing it up yeah, to and it i up, absolutely yeah. love the flavors when i was practicing at home in my little makeshift kitchen and then yeah so you you trialed it yourself first. Oh, i've trialed lots of different flavors of different things going together yeah, yeah. so i ain't this big for no other reasons so. <laughs> but um yeah so i've tried them all with, yeah, yeah. yeah different flavors and what works with what and just yeah trying to be different with it too what do you think the flavors you yeah like, really like them Love yeah. them. Do you have a favourite? Uh, Davis and Palm. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah, I think a, a few people have said that. It's yeah. a tough one. It's it such, is a tough one. It's such a tough it's one, yeah. 60-40. I had myself. a bar of each last night. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> when, I was writing, more, when, right? when I was writing this, I was like, shit, I've got to try. And I ate a bar of each, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I couldn't. You're splitting hairs, I think, and that's yeah. just saying that I think you really are. I think you're splitting hairs. I think they've both got a great place for sure. And um, the, what I what I was surprised when we first started connecting was the quality of the chocolate. I thought the chocolate was yeah. actually fantastic. It, it is didn't leave that fineness quality. in your mouth. It feels like a really good quality chocolate, yeah. like not a token. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. didn't want it to be. Like I that. tried, and a it was lot like so. Yeah. It was such a great bar of chocolate mm-hmm. with the the flavor. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think that's yeah. I think that's why. You know, I actually like enjoy trying to help Sharon is because it's, she, she's not doing it just to be. I'm an, I'm an indigenous woman, buy from me. She actually cares that it's 
quality, really good quality. Yeah. Like it's not just about adding sprinkled lemon oil just to say, oh, it's, it's a native thing. It's It has to be delicious. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, the same way I think as well. Like if it's, if it's not just fundamentally delicious, there's no point adding. Yeah. You know, trying to just sprinkle in something on top to say. Just for the sake now, of it, right? Oh, it's Australian now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's actually, you know, quality. It's actually, you know, really good quality. And, and it's really in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, it's such a, I don't want to say it's overpowering. It isn't. It's, it's, it's well balanced. Well balanced, but the flavour is really mm. there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not subtle. It really tastes like yeah. of that. Do I you know think what I mean? doing it with the white chocolate too, um, I love a challenge. And I want to be the first white chocolate in Singapore because they say they don't have white chocolate over in Singapore. And it's like, well, someone has to be the first. And so the fact that ours has that wonderful tang and the quality behind it, um, I'm going to start slipping some over and getting it out over there because it, I think it would take, because over in Singapore, I think I could get that to work. Yeah, you watch me. Yeah, watch this space. <laughs> and have you got any other flavours coming? Oh, we do, yes. We have two new flavours coming. Um, we have a vegan wattle seed. So the vegan chocolate is a milk chocolate and it's a cane sugar-free organic um and that was yeah that was trial and error on what to do what flavors to do with that chocolate but it's absolutely i'm 100 percent happy with that one it's a beautiful flavor um the wattle seed comes through nicely and um it, it still has a beautiful chocolate flavor yeah um it's yeah i would i would say it doesn't even like some vegan chocolates taste a bit healthy whereas this one still has that full chocolate flavor so you're still having a good chocolate block so i'm quite happy to eat it and i'm not vegan but i absolutely love it yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then we have a dark chocolate which isn't vegan um but it's a dark chocolate and we've done that one with a finger lime so um that one there's freeze dries as well yeah freeze dried yeah so that way it's um it's got all the accreditations to go in and for longevity um accreditations but health and safety yeah yeah that yeah, has to yeah, yeah. so it has to pass all that before it can go in mm-hmm. um yeah and that one goes really well with the dark chocolate too because it's sort of the dark chocolate sort of so um it's a lot richer i find because i'm yeah. not really a dark chocolate person but i think the finger line it sort of has that i don't know how to describe the flavor it's sort of like a fizz whiz effect yeah, yeah, like that the, tang the fizz, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the finger It's like lime. the bitterness, isn't yeah. it? The bitterness and the and the and the tang. We need Danny here for the descriptions of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just three fools chatting shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> three fools having a go. Um, yeah, so that and when will they be available? Um, I'm hoping around April yeah, to okay. have them out. Um, unfortunately, we're going to miss. Easter, but um, COVID once Mother's again Day? hasn't been. Mother's Day? Yeah, um, we better have them out by Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to. COVID has sort of put things, um, made everything a little bit slower yeah. in getting everything and getting taste tests and trials done. So I've got it exactly where I want it before I put it out there. Um, and is it in the? Is it going to be in the same color? Because one's yellow, one's a purple. I'm guessing they will lemon, all have their. Purple. Yeah, they'll all have their own color. Finger, what, so what I'll eventually. We're not sure on the finger line. We were going to sort of do like a – we're looking at sort of like a greeny, but we're trying not to look like a yucky greeny. So that's sort of a hard one because it is mm, – like the Davidson plum's already got a pink. Yeah. Um, and same with the wattle seed, like that's brown. So we're trying to sort of find those right colours for it now. 
but I'm hoping to get a bit of a range. Six flavors will be max yeah. in that, and then um, we are working on new products too. So, um, yeah, we'll have a away from new, bars. Uh, still within chocolate, but away from bars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And what size exciting. are they? They're 100 grams. 100 grams. Yeah. And the packaging, oh, we talked about the colour, but there's a, is it a turtle? Please say it's a turtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a turtle and that <laughs> represents my totem. So we're the, the green sea turtle. What's a totem? A, to- oh, a totem is um, each each mob on their country have their own totem for their area. So um, it's what uh, protects you and looks over you. Um, you're not allowed to eat your own totem. Um, oh. for obvious reasons, but it's yours. So I can't, yeah, I can't eat um, turtle. Yeah. So, um, which is fine by me. Um, but yeah, so, but they're, they're like our guardians, so to speak. That's that's our, our area and everybody, every mob and every country is known for their totem. So, uh, and the colours just sort of, I suppose, to me, they, they reminded me of my childhood in the bush. And who so did the artwork? I just got a, a, a an actual local to the peninsula, a friend of mine, and we sat down, the same as I did with you, and just sat down for a while and chatted and talked and um, about my childhood, what I sort of wanted in there, how I wanted it to be. And then it took quite a few goes to get it right. Um, I didn't want just dot work. I could have got my aunties to do some if I wanted that, but I wanted something symbolic for me. Um, so then it represents, so when I get my chocolates, which the pillow chocolate and it ends up on a Saudi Arabian motel, I can go there and see my totem. And to me, that's super, super important. And that'd be like, I'd be super proud. Yeah. A, t- a turtle's a good one. A turtle's I, a great one. I remember one. like, you know, the Chinese, like the year, the year of the rat. I'm Imagine the year me, of the tiger. Yeah. So but, yeah it's, everyone loves the <laughs> tiger and turtles and that. Like. I'd be like a fucking rat and a snake or something. Do you know what I mean? We all knew that. We all knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we kind of touched more, sis, but I just want to reiterate the importance of people getting involved and supporting the the Aboriginal well growers, well, trying to be growers, pickers, to then potentially get their own farms. And more people that consume it, more people that you know support these journeys it will get, it'll create more opportunities for different mobs to to, yes. to get their own land and you know hopefully the government can be a bit of a stimulus for that and if like, if we all help and do our own little one percent then hopefully that'll grow and build and then you know we can really move forward on this right over the next five years which yeah. is probably your goal yeah i just want to really you know just really say like if you do get the opportunity do the research Make sure it is coming from the best you can pickers. If it has, you know, at least the Aboriginal pickers, if not owners, owners preferably. And then, um, yeah, just don't take things at face value, and ju- you just try and get involved as much as you can, right? If everyone just does a little bit, that'll be super helpful. Where can people find find the your products? Um, well, currently we have um, the website of jullajulla at gmail dot com. Um, so they can buy them there. Um, Robbie, you'll have them soon. Yes, so you can add your own little bit in there. For sure, which I'll put in at the end. For sure. <laughs> and um, Rugenics are going to be stocking them in Western Australia. Yeah. So they'll have them um, on their webpage there. And hopefully, if anyone's out there listening, we need someone for the other states. So, yeah, give so me a shout. Open, for sure. Open, yeah. Open a talk to, for conversation. Oh, on on your on your website, you've got all. I've seen chutneys and and different products. That's on my Kui one. On yes, on Kui we have um an our online shop which is only um Indigenous um owned businesses on there. 
Um, so we sell them in, sh- in store as well. So we've got a space upstairs so they can come and um, buy product. So if people want indigenous mm. chutneys and is there honey in there? I haven't got any honey on there as yet. Um, it's, as we all know, hard trying to source. Yeah. So they are, I, I know that they're mob um, selling. So we have a lot of, um, oh, Arnie Dale tea? Chapman. Tea? Yeah, we have a lot of tea. Uh, Arnie Dale Chapman's brought out a pasta. So we've got pasta on there. We've got syrups. Um, we've got Mick and Nicole from Dancing Wombat. Um, so we've got their boards, their um, chopping boards, and that's who did um, your plaque. Yeah, your, yeah they did that, yeah. Shield. Um, we have – what else do we have there? Well, we have my chocolates. Um, there's a rare thing, right? Yeah, there's, there's a, a range of things. So, so we're trying so we, to grow you, to that. You've already done your research. You know that they're – Yes, they're, I know. So yeah, you yeah. don't need you. You can trust that that's – yeah. Yeah, and then I'm sure you'll be able to yeah. find them around. So listen, thank you very much, both of you, for, for, for your time. And hopefully we can get more people more aware of these kind of products and things on the market. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> That's all, folks.